Hello, friends. Welcome again to the DDP. Glad you joined me. I'm Paul, and it's the 17th day of October, and we are in the Gospel of Luke, making the journey through Luke chapter 1. I want to remind you to go check out the study in Ruth that drops today. This is the final version for the next three weeks. We will not be in Ruth for the next three midweek full sermon drops. We'll have some content we'll put out, but not Ruth. I'm taking, we got trips, ministry trip to Aruba, ministry trip to the Netherlands, uh, doing a lot of preaching and a lot of teaching, and we will not be here on those particular Tuesdays. We're in and out of the country a couple times. So this is the last one for now. This is the Ruth number seven drops today. Uh, we'll be back and finish this up in the middle of November. Okay, but we we will, however, post podcasts for that entire time. I work ahead so that we never miss the podcast. That requires us to cram a little bit. Um, that's okay. That's that's part of the reason why I love doing books like Luke, and we just come out of Mark because there's a flow to it. That allows me as a teacher, when I need a day of like, look, I need to do a lot of podcasts today, then I don't have to organize six, seven, eight different ideas and then study them all out. I can just study a passage. I can study out ahead of it a little bit, but I'm in one spot. And that to me is, that's an, there's an appeal to that. And, and the feedback is that a lot of people seem to enjoy that. So Luke chapter 1, I'll reread the last verse we read yesterday. It's from verse 36. Indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. And I told you that the burden of proof is on God. So God gives Mary away to find out if this whole thing's true because all she has to do now is go to Elizabeth. And if Elizabeth's pregnant and Mary has not heard about this, in a day when communication doesn't move very quickly is very likely she doesn't know. So if she shows up to Elizabeth's house and Elizabeth's with child, well, then that angel that spoke to her must be telling the truth. And if one thing is true, then the other thing is true. If Elizabeth's pregnant, then Mary's about to be. And the Gabriel says in verse 37, and this is one of the most famous verses really in the Bible. It's, it's, it's interesting that this is probably the, one of the most famous statements made by an angel in Scripture that still gets quoted today. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, it's not entirely original. Jeremiah chapter 32, Jeremiah says this to the Lord in verse 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too difficult for you. Well, that's very similar to Luke one thirty-seven. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So Gabriel quotes... Eh, that's the wrong way to say it. Gabriel doesn't really quote Jeremiah, but he, he agrees with him. He picks up Jeremiah's theme, which is interesting too, because Jesus is going to be very much like Jeremiah. In his ministry, he's going to share with a people who largely reject what he has to say. That's Jeremiah. Jesus is enough like Jeremiah that when he asks his disciples, 
in the Gospel of Matthew, who do men say that I am? One of the people they say that people think Jesus is like is Jeremiah. Now, they don't have any DVDs of Jeremiah's preaching. They don't know what Jeremiah looked like. They don't know what the sound of his voice was like, but they know by reputation. And so that's a fun journey to take. In fact, if you ever wanted to take that journey, I recommend Eugene Peterson's Run with the Horses. That's one of the best little looks at Jeremiah as a person that I've ever encountered. That spawned a series of podcasts right here last year on the prophet Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah is the one that said nothing's too difficult for God, and Gabriel says with God nothing is impossible. And one Jeremiah leads to the quote in regards to a new Jeremiah. The quote doesn't need Paul White to prop it up. It doesn't need me to come along and qualify it. The minute you heard it, your spirit agreed with it. Nothing is impossible with God. God is all-powerful. He, he can make mountains to move. Every person listening to me, if you've been listening for very long, one of the reasons you've been listening for a while is because you too are taken with Jesus. You, I didn't run you off. So I didn't run you off with my theology, but I also didn't run, I didn't run you off with style. I didn't run you off by boring you to death. You keep coming back, not because of the sound of my voice or the way I teach, but I don't maybe that has a little bitty, bitty, bitty bit to do with it, but it isn't much, honestly. What really brings us back is the content. As you say, there's something in there that I like. Well, if that's the case, if you're still listening, then something in your spirit stands up at attention and agrees when you hear statements like nothing's impossible for God. Because if you're taken with Jesus, you're taken with the fact that nothing's impossible for God. The same Jesus that's virgin born is resurrected from the dead. And if you can believe one, you can believe the other. In fact, if you're going to believe one, you might as well believe the other. Because they're miraculous. Because they speak to God's ability to do the impossible. Someone was asking me about a miracle the other day. And I said, and I, this was hard learned for me. Okay? I said, look, I, if, if I didn't know that God did these strange things in the Bible that were inexplicable, then I might say, well, that doesn't sound like something God would do. But the truth is, is that God doesn't wait around for me to approve. I, I probably, if I'm with the Apostle Paul, when he's crying over and praying over and sweating over handkerchiefs and then mailing them to people for their healing, I probably would have said to Paul, um, this isn't, I mean, this is kind of a dumb idea, but apparently some people got healed. So I, now that's a far cry different than send me thirty nine ninety five and I'll send you a cloth I prayed over. That's a far cry different than the Lord spoke to me to send this to you and I prayed over it. Okay. I don't mock those things. I don't understand them, but I don't mock them if they're freely given. That's a grace gift. What I do know is that with God, nothing is impossible. And Mary amens the whole thing. Verse 38, Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be, let it to be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And I won't comment more on that because we did it a few days ago when I talked about Mary putting the amen. Tomorrow, Mary visits Elizabeth. 
The burden of proof is on God. We'll see what happens. See you then. God bless.